Survivor Series, the event where the best of Raw and the best of SmackDown go head to head. You guys have any idea what we're up against? I'm sorry, Oos, but he ain't blood. Family is forever. He told me to go get a title, Roman. I went and got a title. And nobody watches that show because they're all watching SmackDown. The best of Raw and the best of SmackDown go head to head. One man's word is law in this town. I've scratched and clawed my way through everybody, whether they want to believe it or not. Sit back and relax. This class is itself. Put your money. Money maker. We do not bleed. <laughs> and then there is the guy behind the mask. Things I do to stay champ. We have destroyed you all one by one. Now see, there's only one guy around here who's gonna bring change to anything that has to do with Baby boy, you're looking at him. I am here to reveal the truth of every last one of you. Step the game. Time for me to win the big guy. A year ago, it should have been me. It should have been me. It's going to be me. You just ain't big enough for everybody. Michael, Michael, how sweet, adorable, and cute is it that we have a promo belt coming up against each other? 11 years ago, you wrestled under the name Brittany Carter against the Glamazon Beth Phoenix on SmackDown. I was a senior in high school. I am not that 17-year-old boy anymore, Brittany Savage. I am a man for the past five years who has put out content and who has talked to a lot of people. Let's not forget that I have skills that kills when it comes to cutting a promo. Help, I am undefeated. This is a test for you. This is the test to show that you can hang with Max Wrestling's finest. The test for me is to show that I can hang with the legit. I cannot wait for it to happen. It's honestly me in the shape. I've been like, this is one of these ones where it's like, you get, it's like, say we're like in the 80s and I got told like, hey, you want to work for Harley Race? Are you fucking kidding me? I am the purveyor of redemption, the gatekeeper of the glory, the voice that tells you to carry on. I am the shame. At promo series five, I will ensure that the king rises. Whoever got the most knowledge takes the gold. Time for prayer. Let's only just be done. Time for some real cowboy shit. And the sun. Lines have been drawn. It's not 
we gonna find out who's strong enough to survive. And now, Max Wrestling Podcast and Danger Zone Productions presents Promo Series 5, Animate Lines. Welcome to Promo Series 5 Enemy Lines. It must be Thursday. Welcome to the Max Rassen Podcast. This is your Sheriff speaking, along with Travis Walker-Anderson and El Jefe Moses Marquez. Cheer. Howdy. We we don't have Mike because, well, you're going to get enough of Mike in his promo anyway. You're going to get plenty <laughs> of Mike in his promo. All kinds of Mike. Uh, also joining us is... Looking to reclaim the Knowledge Championship after what happened on Tuesday, he is the demon of the Welsh Valleys, the Phoenix. I'm coming back to get the title I've never lost. <laughs> Sabotaged himself. Sabotage. <laughs> Sabotage is an understatement. You'd think he'd be <laughs> happy because now he only has to win one match instead of three. Mm. <laughs> um, the promo champion, the demoness will be with us via promo as well and of course all championships are on the line it is a stacked show the predictions championship will be on the line for survivor series plus two exhibitions but before we begin it is another week in wrestling so of course we need to rewind back to friday night and recap the smack Kicking off SmackDown, Universal Champion Roman Reigns was surprised to be confronted by Raw's Drew McIntyre, who vowed to reclaim the WWE Championship from Randy Orton and face Reigns at Survivor Series. Roman was backed up by his new lapdog, Cousin Jay, who ends up booked in a match against McIntyre later that night. Sami Zayn claimed to be a victim of sabotage, as he was given one hour to prepare to defend his Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews, which he does engaging in his own sabotage and secures Apollo to the exposed ring apron to win by countout. Sasha Banks made her way to the ring to celebrate retaining her championship last week only to be distracted by Bailey and attacked again by Carmella. And in such a fresh match, Otis defeated Dolph Ziggler for reasons before being offered mentorship from Chad Gable. Speaking of fresh matches, we were promised the final chapter between Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins in a no-holds-barred match. With some assistance from Murphy, Mysterio pulled off a 619 and an Eddie Guerrero tribute frog splash for the win and finally was accepted and finally accepted Murphy. Liv Morgan won a fatal four-way to join the women's Survivor Series team against Natalia and Tamina, and the main roster's latest victim, Chelsea Green, making her SmackDown debut for reasons. Biggie is dicking around backstage with the Street Profits again for reasons, and that's how his solo run is going so far. Finally, in an unsanctioned main event, Drew McIntyre defeats Jey Uso right in front of Roman Reigns, and that of course leads us to Survivor Series. So there was a lot of reasons on SmackDown. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of reasons in WWE in general. Yes, very true, and that, that show seems so long ago because of course Raw has happened since then, and now we're a couple of days away from Survivor Series, and of course... They're leaving swings to the last minute as we still don't know the final card 
which we will find out tomorrow on SmackDown, hopefully. Uh, now, yeah, probably not. Either that or it'll be like two hours before they go live on the network. Yeah, I'm not going to hold mm-hmm. my breath. There's still two spots remaining on Team SmackDown for the women, and I think one on the men's. But I digress. There's reasons. For reasons, exactly. Uh, we're kicking things off with the Knowledge Championship. It's new champion Alex Dorio defending against Moses Marquez. The Phoenix is with us looking to make up for Tuesday. Uh, we originally said you only have to beat Alex's score of six. Uh, but of course, mm-hmm. we didn't take into account the fact that Moses could win. So if Moses wins, you'll have to beat his score. Right. Um, okay. And this time, when the time is up, you will hear this noise. Okay. So, Mike, you got the questions for Alex? I do. I have the Championi question. Yep. That is it. Okay. And the two minutes begin after you ask the first question. All right. There we go. All right. Maven wrestled what current AEW superstar for the Hardcore Championship at WrestleMania 18? Uh, Goldust. Correct. Christy Hemme wrestled what former women's champion at Vengeance 2005? Trish Stratus? Victoria. La Resistance reunited and re-debuted on what brand in 2007? Uh, ECW. Correct. Christian Cage defended the NWA Championship against Monty Brown at Destination X in what year? 2006. Correct. Trish Stratus wrestled Molina for the Women's Championship at Survivor Series in what year? 2005. Correct. Robert Strauss is the real name of what NXT superstar? Uh, uh, Robert Stone. Correct. EC3 wrestled what current AEW superstar at BFG 2013? Wow. Uh, Matt Hardy? No, Nora Fornum, a.k.a. Peter Avalon. Which mm. new excuse me? Which new Nexus members defeated Big Show and Kane for the WWE Tag Team Championships in 2011? Uh, McGillicuddy and Otunga. Correct. Samoa Joe wrestled what Japanese legend in a quote unquote five star match in late 2005 for Ring of Honor? Oh man, uh, is that uh, Masala? No, Kenta Kobashi, but good guess. Bray uh, okay. Wyatt wrestled Kofi Kingston at WWE Battleground in what year? 2013. Correct. I believe you scored seven out of that one. Not bad, Alex. You guys are not messing around. Congratulations, (laughs) Alex. You got five or six more than me, but then that's not hard. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) The stance one was like a tricky one because I'm like, okay, Rene Dupree wrestled solo on the ECW brand, but they actually only had one match as La Resistance. They wrestled, I believe, uh, I think it was Jose and Joel Maximo, the SATs, very briefly. And there's one part of it where Rene Dupree throws the one guy out of the ring and practically, like, kills him. It was brutal. But, yeah, they only oh had, like, one gosh. match on ECW. Yeah, I, I couldn't have told you who they fought. But, uh, yes, for some reason, I, I barely remember them having that, that brief little comeback. A score of seven to beat you. Uh, you don't have a time limit on each question, but you do have two minutes to answer all ten. Got it. And your time starts after the first question. And I should also say, when the time is up, you will hear this noise. If the time runs out. Why do you got to start? (laughs) Okay, first question. Are you ready? 
Alright. Masami Odate is the real name of which former stardom and current NXT star? Io Shirai? Yes. In what year was the first WCW War Games match? Um, 85. 87. Uh, invasion in 2001, who was the special referee for Earl Hebner versus Nick Patrick? Oh, shit. Um, pass. I... It was Mick Foley. Which former cruiserweight and hardcore champion did AJ Styles face in his 2002 WWE appearance on Jacked? Holy shit, a cruiserweight hardcore... Billy Kidman? It's the Hurricane. Which 80s tag team did Edge and Christian pose as during their 2000 feud with the Hardy Boys? Uh, um, uh, 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 fucking, um, god damn it, um, uh, fucking, uh, the Freebirds. Shit, Los Conquistadors. That's what was the thing. Undertaker's WrestleMania record after defeating Randy Orton in 2005? Um, 16 and now. 13. Who defeated Shit. the Ministry of Darkness in a four-on-one elimination match at Survivor Series 1999? Big Show? Yes. Who defeated Justin Bradshaw in a Caribbean strap match at Mind Games in your house in 1996? Oh, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> one more time, repeat it real quick. Who defeated Justin Bradshaw in a Caribbean strap, strap match at Mind Games in 96? <clears throat> Savio Vega. Yes. Which Japanese legend holds the record for winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship 11 times? Uh, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes. Before Paige defeated AJ Lee, who was the youngest women's champion in WWE history? Oh, shit. Uh, uh, Kelly Kelly. Wendy Richard. Oh, You went the whole two minutes, but you got four. Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to go as well as I thought. <laughs> uh, which means Alex Dorio is still the knowledge champion, but of course he still uh, may not be, depending on how the Phoenix does. Well, he's better than me, so and I beat the Phoenix before, so come on, let's go. All right, so like we said, you need to beat Alex's original score of six because that would have been his match against you in the Undertaker showdown. Uh, if you both get uh -huh. six, then we're guaranteed a rematch at the Maxis. Uh, because, of course, the title doesn't change hands on a draw. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't have the gong this time, but Phoenix, when your time is up, you will hear this classic noise. That's of course uh, if we need to go to whole two minutes. But of course, two minutes to answer ten questions. And as usual, your time starts after the first one. Okay. Right. Ready? Yeah. What is the name of the Undertaker's second wife who was stalked by DDP? Sarah. Yes. Who did Undertaker defeat in his fifth WrestleMania appearance? Diesel. Yes. How many times has Undertaker been a tag team champion with Kane? Three. Yes. What was the name of Undertaker's character in Suburban Commando? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> How many Hell in a Cell appearances has The Undertaker made? 19. 14. Undertaker oh, defeated damn. Rob Van Dam for the Hardcore Championship in December what year? 2001. Yes. Who did Undertaker defeat at SummerSlam 1992? Uh, Giant Gonzalez? Kamala. 
Undertaker's Hell's Gate submission is a modified version of what MMA hold? Gogo Platter. Yes. In what year was Undertaker part of the All-American Survivor Series team against the Foreign Fanatics? 93. Yes. Who did Undertaker defeat at WCW Clash of Champions 11 in 1990? Pass. Brian Pillman. That's all 10 questions and you tied on 6. Which means you're going to have to wait till the maxis for the rematch. I thought it was a modified triangle. It was originally called the Gogo Plata, and then they called it Hell's Gate. Uh, okay, the Gogo Plata is like a one-footed choke. Yeah, so there we go. We t- you took eh. Alex right to the limit, both on six. We will get the rematch at the Maxis, and people, you get to vote what type of trivia it will be. Uh, New Japan! So it'll be ten questions each. Uh, random rounds of trivia, or... Something else. We'll 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 find out when we get there. I guess the color of my underwear. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of things. Um Kane and Taker are three time tag team champions, twice in WWE oh, and then one WCW. Uh could have sworn it. I, I I made sure I checked all the answers this time. <laughs> uh yeah, fourteen Hell in a Cell appearances, he's one nine. All right. Okay, so you sticking around for? I knew he had the most. I know he had the most appearances, or he tied, or he's tied oh, yeah, he's with Triple H most. most appearances. I think Triple H is uh, only a couple behind him. Mm. All right, so are you sticking around for Survivor Series predictions? Yeah, I can go through that quickly. Okay, before we get to that, it is time for our first promo bout of this, uh, with a slight change, due to the fact that we kind of got carried away and booked eight promos for this show. Uh, and the fact we've added another title match to the show, it kind of left us a little bit short on time, and the promo duel between Moses and The Shape was also booked before Moses made it to the promo bowl finals. So, in order for yeah. Moses to focus on the promo championship tonight, we're going to show you The Shape's promo, and then Moses will respond next week on an all-new Max Rossin podcast. Also next week, The Shape will appear once again to announce his choices for the Maxis vote to face him at Promo Rumble 6. So, sit back. This is The Shape. King Mo, King Mo. We find ourselves face to face. You as King of the Mic, and I as King of the Order. And I ask you, what have you achieved? On this very show, you enter your third promo title bout, a title you have yet to win. So why do you face the shape? Because the shape brings out the best in people, and you need a spark to succeed this time. But maybe, maybe it's not the shape you're going to get. Moses Marquez, we finally meet face to face. Now I know you always have something up your sleeve. 
for these big matches. So I hope you don't mind. But I brought along a friend. But I'm not talking about the axe. So, meet my friend. Travis had all the gold and both lost it all at promo mania. Then plague spreads throughout the world and we get to June and I'll say his name David. Ta da! It's gone. All while this is going on, there's Riots in the streets, confusion among people, and who's to blame? The leaders? No, no, no. You voted for them. Me? I've just been sitting here watching the world burn. No, no. The people to blame are you. Through stupidity, through selfishness through ineptness. You, the people, are like dogs chasing cars. You wouldn't know what to do with one if you caught it. And because of you, the world has become a breeding ground for anarchy and must be allowed to die. Moses Marquez, these are the people and you choose to entertain. And that is the reason for your shortcomings. You are a king among jesters. And I suggest you begin talking like a king. And if you need any help, here's my card. So, consider this closing time. And now for the phoenix. Why would the shape call you out for promo mania? Well, it's simple. You complete me. So, at Promo Mania, the shape, or I, 
We're not going to kill you. We're just going to hurt you. Really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And with that said, we must now bid you adieu. Mm -hmm. And you know what you get? You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> Interesting. We will uh, we will have Moses's rebuttal next week. Now, of course, the predictions championship is on the line this week. As one of your defending champions, it feels good to finally be able to say that because I held it for more than one day. Myself and Travis <laughs> defending. Um, there's only six matches booked for Survivor Series, and thus far we don't know the final team for either men or women's SmackDown. Uh, naturally, we're probably going to find out tomorrow night, which is just typical of uh, SmackDown being on the day after we record this damn show. So, let's kick things off with the first of the champion versus champions matches. How about New Day versus the Street Profits? Let's get it out the way because I really don't care. I cannot stand the Street Profits, and I'm sick to death of New Day being tag team champions all the time, so... Uh, Travis, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I don't want to, but I'll go straight profits. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, seems he probably has the most hatred for the New Day, Phoenix. Well, it's like I've been saying for how long now that they need to split up the, the New Day, like properly split them up now. Yeah. Um... As much as I hate myself for it, I'm probably going to say New Day. All right. Yeah, New Day. You go New Day. I mean, well. I don't know. I can't. I can't see them all three of them broken up. Xavier Woods would drown. Yeah. Like immediately, and then Kofi would go right back. Well, he's already in uh, obscurity, but he'd go right back to it for real. And I don't even know what the fuck Big E's doing. I thought he was supposed yeah, to be like a main event guy. He's just hanging around backstage with the Street Profits. Is his shirt off? Yeah. That, there you go. That's it. I mean, hey. I don't fucking <laughs> know. Okay, that's a split decision. For the tag team title match. Well, not title match. Tag team champions versus tag team champions. Next match. Uh, Bobby Lashley is US champion. Sami Zayn is intercontinental champion. Foregone conclusion for me, I'm going Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Moses? Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, okay. Surely there will be some kind of shenanigans in order for that to happen. There must be shenanigans. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about the uh, retribution. In, Why wouldn't you want to think about it? Well, yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. In that You're respect, I think I'm going to switch to Sami Zayn. Hey, all right. Because last week's at Retribution, I'm doing anything else on the show. Thanks. I thought they don't work pay-per-views. Well, yeah. You know what? True. <laughs> uh, all right, women's uh, champion versus champion is Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Such fresh. Yeah, hooray! <laughs> uh, Jesus, As can we do something, something new around this beach? No, no, we can't. Um, oh. Asuka seems to be lost somehow. 
And oh, yeah, you know, was Asuka feuding with anyone? No, she's just been champion hanging around on Raw doing nothing, doing a lot of commentary. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, they just keep giving her backstage interviews and random tag matches. So, I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say Asuka, and then either Bailey or Carmel is gonna get involved. Yeah, uh, even though Sasha's on a roll, she's obviously starts in a feud with Carmella, so I'm gonna go Asuka as well. Yeah, Asuka's. Travis? Uh, I'll go Sasha. Okay. Use the force, Sasha. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> um, all right, let's do team women for Raw versus SmackDown. So we do know that the Raw team is now Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce after Mandy Rose was legit injured by Nia Jax. Shock horror. Boom um, again. Who's thinking dancing? And of course they had to write off Dana Brooke as well. But at least Peyton Royce has got a pay-per-view spot. Um, so Team SmackDown currently is Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. Why they've left it to the last minute, I don't know. Um, so that's two spots yeah, WWE, available. Baby. Um, obviously we're not being judged on the team predictions, but I'm going to predict Billy Kay to balance out Peyton Royce and it, as Daniel Crimmins pointed out it seemed to be Rhea, Rhea Ripley's farewell on NXT last night so I'm going mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley to fill the last spot and I wouldn't mind that there's obviously no cohesion in Team Raw so I'm going to go Team Smackdown hey alright I'm with you Team Smackdown yeah I like uh, the Rhea Ripley thing too yeah I would hate to see Rhea Ripley. I I I will probably cry if she leaves NXT. Yeah, but <laughs> they're not just... going to crown her, so let her go. I mean, there's nothing more they can do. They've already squandered and ruined her enough. Yeah. Well, she'll only get ruined even more in on the main roster. But think of the money, baby. The money. All right, I'm going SmackDown. Team SmackDown. Okay. Oh, look who overslept. Uh, yeah, Mike is awake. Let's get him on the line and he can give us his quick predictions to catch up. <laughs> Welcome to Promo Series 5, Mike. Uh, I am here. Late, but here. And I apologize. The here and now, here. not here and earlier. I am the here and now. <laughs> and I am here and it is right now. I am here. Uh, okay, so obviously you're up to date now with what's happened so far on the show. Um, we've done four matches for Survivor Series, so let's get your predictions. First up, Street Profits versus New Day. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really, really good match, but some way I see the New Day getting the win. All right, that swings it in New Day's favor. It was split 50-50 before. Um, We were pretty... Actually, no, we weren't uh, conclusive on this one. Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. We took into account uh, Retribution getting involved. Ooh, and this is very true as well. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I am going to stick with the almighty Bobby Lashley because as we know, Sami Zayn has made fun of Bobby Lashley and his sisters in the past. Good God, that was bad. <laughs> Still got to go with my main man, Bobby. Not to quote our former president who just can't take the L. My man, Bobby... <laughs> Rigged. I demand a recount. Ah! <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. 
on to the women. It is, of course, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. We also took into account Carmella and Bailey in this one. Also the Force. And the Force, yes. <laughs> I gotta go, Asuka. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta choke the Mandalorian out, man. There you go. Okay, so we'll be up to date after this one, Mike. We went with the women's Survivor Series match, Team Raw versus SmackDown. Of course, we know the complete scene for Raw. And we, well, I recommended for Team SmackDown the two final spots going to Billy Kay and Rhea Ripley. But of course, we don't get we, we don't get points for predicting the team. It's just the result. <laughs> Well, that's my thing, too, is because I could see them doing a the thing where somehow Lana, if she doesn't win it for all, but she's going to be one of the final people to be on that team uh, going forward. But in this case scenario, I think it's going to be a case of Team SmackDown gets the dub and Lana's going to be like, but I tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it really didn't matter because her ass is going through the table again. So I'm going with Team SmackDown to get the dub. Her ass is going through the table and then she'll become so numb. Yep. <laughs> I can feel you there. Uh, what is it now? Eight times? I don't know. This would be nine. like... No, nine. Two, okay, so yeah. Round it up at Survivor Series with ten times. <laughs> yeah. Even ten. 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 Yeah, maybe, maybe it won't be a good idea to call Alana ten times. No. Okay. Moving on. Team Raw for uh, team men's team for Survivor Series Raw is the skipper AJ Styles, Broly Keithley, Fireface Sheamus. Um, I forgot Braun Strowman's name. Uh, what do they call him? That mongoose. Mongoose, yes, and Dopey Riddle. Wait, sorry, Matt Riddle. I'm still calling him Matt Riddle. That's his name. Uh, Team SmackDown is Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and TBD. Um, now, it was probably fan-made, but I did see a graphic of Daniel Bryan making his way back into team, the men's team, so we'll see what happens tomorrow night. I don't think they've announced any match, have they? No, and the thing that I, I look forward to is I was going to assume they did announce that Seth and Murphy is going to happen on SmackDown yeah. tomorrow, Messiah. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I could also see a case, worst case scenario, like you mentioned, Daniel Bryan in there, and he could go go and mollywop Jey Uso in the whole nine. There's a lot of combustible elements on both teams, but I think in the end, we are going to see AJ and his squad, you know, some way find a way to coexist, and they get the dub. Oh, yeah, I've actually been kind of enjoying these segments with Team, team Raw, with AJ trying to become the captain. AJ, there's only one captain, and you don't, you, you know, he's he speaking right now. We get, well, I know, well, we get Braun Strowman, too. Braun's always on the, on the Survivor Series team, isn't he? Yeah, well, you got to have a big guy in there. I was going to well, say, well, after you kind of, you know, choke out Triple H and you make him look like a bitch, you know, you got to have him <laughs> on the team every year. Well, also, you get a chance to get to hear Braun Strowman yell, You're not the captain! So, yeah. That's Calm down there, Mongoose. We, yeah, we may have to also take into consideration Jordan, the fucking yep. nine-foot giant at AJ's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> love this segment. I love that segment where AJ found out he could speak. You could talk. And then he was on commentary as well. I was like, hey, you can speak English. Yeah, I just found out. 
I think the whole end of this is terrible, but I got Trav and, and Mike here. But I think the whole thing that made the entire thing funnier was his, like, Georgia accent. So, oh, God damn, you can talk. <laughs> it's that Gainesville, man. It's that Gainesville. You never asked. There you go. <laughs> so, how did he hire this guy? How did he do anything? Yeah, I mean, he just was like, "You come with me," and the guy just like nodded and just walked with him, or like, "What the fuck's going on?" I'm sure I heard. Well, him here's the thing: raw underground, yeah, raw underground ended, and they're like, "Hey, we got to do something with this guy." He was the big ass ninja. Then he was in raw underground. <laughs> hey, we got to do something with this guy. <laughs> he was the big ass ninja. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you don't just like stick with that gimmick for the rest of your life, you're failing. I was the big ass ninja. <laughs> Imagine the booth at Comic Con. Oh. Yep. Claim to fame, big ass ninja. There you go. Hashtag B A N, banned, big ass ninja. There you go. All right, so anybody saying Team SmackDown? Nah. No. Okay, no. House with Team Raw. Uh, well. I was gonna say, like, what's the probability of Undertaker being TBA? Eh, I really hope not, because the the whole thing is about his retirement. And I think the Fiend's getting involved. Well, I mean, I was I just thought it would be like a cool little twist that with it being thirty years, you know, and then him being that last person. And then I like, could come down to him and AJ and have like a little rematch from WrestleMania. Yeah. And then AJ gets the win. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I just really hope they don't book a match. If anything, I can <laughs> probably see them setting something up for Mania. But, yeah. If this was a conversation in RWT, everybody would say it would be Sting. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah. Sting's gonna be on dynamite. Everybody's yeah, almost when. desperate to see that match now, aren't they? Well, it ain't gonna happen now. <laughs> but it, it it's the wrong time to do it now. It's been it's they've left it, it too long. Beat. I mean, no. well, as right. as one of the ultimate Undertaker fans, Phoenix, do you even want to see another Taker match? You're, you're obviously happy he retired with AJ. Yeah. But this would be like the third um, time now. Obviously, if they do take him staying, obviously the match won't won't live, be able to live up to the hype now, will it? No. Like I said, this will be the third time he's had a perfect retirement. He can't fuck it up again. Mm. But he did recently say uh, that he is officially retired unless Vince needs a favor. Mm. Which you know he will, because he's Vince. Yeah. All right, so final word. Everybody going for Team Raw and... Assuming this is the main event, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Roman. Yeah, kind of has to be, but they really did build McIntyre up really well this past week. It felt like a big match, even though we've seen it four fucking times uh, in the last, what, five months? Three months. Um, but yeah, I think Roman Reigns is a safe bet. Uh, Roman. Especially if Jay's going to let him down against Team Raw. Moses? Mike? What happened? I'm sorry. Roman or Drew? I was trying to I was trying to pay attention to what you said and then I... <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't. <laughs> and then I was like, huh, wait, hold on, wait. 
McIntyre or Roman? Oh fuck. Okay. Um, like I really want it to be McIntyre, but I feel like they would feel like that gives Roman some like down, like that makes him look soft or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Jay gets involved or something. So uh, yeah, give me Roman. All right, Mike. Get it, Roman. Don't save me a place at the bloody table. I'm going to go with Roman. It's the fucking Whoa. bloody table, oh, Mike. Jesus. That's what it is. The whole Man. bloody table. No, the fucking bloody table. Like, yeah. I'll show you who the superior champion is. Oh. We, we establish okay. it's fucking bloody. Fucking bloody. Yes. <laughs> he's like, it's a dude, it's like ICW again. Remember, he's at the ICW, and all of a sudden he goes, here we fucking go. Yeah. Him the fucking show. Yes. <laughs> I gotta go Roman though on this one. You gotta go Roman. Gotta go Roman. Alright, so those are our predictions for Survivor Series. Let's see. Uh, hopefully, I can retain. I haven't retained the title yet. The thing that he does so well is he puts a smile on everybody's face. Your show. We are gonna steal the show. I guess it's time for a new order. Have you seen Max Wrestling? I will show you the life. We're talking about me. We're talking about the podcast machine. Your boy, Moses Marquez. Same day, new era. We are the best at this. Max Wrestling Podcast every single Thursday. Go to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com for more information. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast, giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. Up next is the second promo exhibition, technically the first because we haven't finished the first one yet, uh, of the evening. It is Brittany Savage versus Mike Larkin. Mike, I, you've been waiting praying for, for this match to begin i mean you've been looking forward to it so much it's finally time to face the music literally because you know pop culture <laughs> yes i gotta say i've seen miss savage's promo it is very very good but i think i held my own yes all right here is the promo exhibition <laughs> Hey, Michael, what's up? Hey, not much. I'm just, you know, chilling, whatnot. You want me to meet up with you? How can I do that? You want me to what? To what? Really? I don't, wasn't that just part of a TV show? Okay, I mean, I'll try. Hold on. Ooh, Mike's good do. I can too. It it didn't work. It didn't work. But uh let me go because I actually have to cut this promo against you right now. Alright. Good talk. Bye. Michael, Michael, the day has finally come where you and I go head to head 
in a promo. We have waited months leading up to this very, very moment. Not only am I your co-host, but I am your friend. And friends know so much about each other, especially you and I. We know just about everything there is to know about each other. And I know that you are a sweet, genuine, down-to-earth guy. But I also know that you like to make fun of me on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's me cleaning my mirror, dancing to NSYNC, bye-bye-bye, or you calling me the Pillsbury Dough Girl. Not exactly those words, but you like to make fun of me laugh because which is not a thing, I don't do that. But the time has come for me to lash out on you, Michael. You know just about everything there is to know in the world of professional wrestling. You know everything there is to know when it comes to pop culture. But you see, what you don't know is that I can hit hard. When you first asked me to join the promo league, I was super excited about it. Yes, gosh, I haven't cut a promo in years. And then it built something up inside of me, something that I've longed for for a couple of years now because I've been through so much in my life, just like you have been through so much in your life as well. But there's a fire, and that fire came out of me during every single promo that I have done. You see, people can think that I'm a certain way, that maybe I got off easy, but they don't know the history that went behind the world of Britney when it came to wrestling. And I busted my ass for nine years, even when I first started in wrestling, training on a day-to-day -day basis, me and just all dudes being left on the outside of the ring, having to do what I had to do to prove myself to every single person inside of that building and I busted my ass, and I proved myself, and I never quit. Just like this promo bout, I will not quit. I will never quit, I will keep going, and I will continue to rise. But one thing stands for certain, and that's you can top me when it comes to pop culture. I am right behind you on pop culture, I'll give you that. You definitely outsmart me when it comes to pop culture, but when it comes to the world of wrestling, when it comes to promos, I will beat you. You can have the cutest dances in the world. You can sing with your top hat. You can do a funny little dance. You can talk all the stuff you want to talk and make fun of my laugh. <laughs> and anything else that you have to say, because I know deep down inside, you respect me just like I respect you. And this honestly is probably one of the, if not the toughest promo that I've had to do because we are friends, we are close, and I have nothing really negative to say about you except for your funny little top hat, your funny little dance moves because boy, let's face facts, you can't dance. I mean, you say you can and I have my downward dab and all, but your Napoleon Dynamite skills not gonna cut it my friend but i will give you props i know you put your heart and you put your soul into this promo you're doing a lot more than i can do right now and i'll explain why in a separate video but right now the feast is on michael and that being said can you bring it
I am the here and now. Oh my god, Mike Larkin, he's a podcaster, all he does is podcast, and talk, 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 why wouldn't he shut up, god, uh. do I look like a fucking prop to you, I'm a man, and this man is looking you directly in the eyes and telling you that you suck, you know, it's very apropos that your initials are BS, cause everything you say is bullshit, I'm about to put you on blast. Now, Brittany Savage's modus operandi is she's going to come on here and talk about how I love to blue skidoo to my desk when I was five years old back in kindergarten. She's going to come on here and talk about how I love Jennifer's body and nobody else likes that movie. And she's going to do it in a funny way with a cute quip and do it in a pun intended savage way. You serious? You think I'm scared of some five foot bimbo with a lip? Oh, my Lanta? Well, you best believe my tank is on full, and you better get out of my house, because when Mike Larkin hits that switch, you better step off, bitch. My first name ain't Greg, my last name ain't Fokker, but you best believe I just dropped a bomb, 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 on that ass. Brittany Savage, there are many similarities between you and I, and there is one major difference. Similarities. You have a great work ethic. I have a great work ethic. You love pop culture. I love pop culture. You have had bad relationships. I've had bad relationships. You don't want no scrubs. I don't want no hoes that ain't loyal. See, Brittany, you and I are two peas in a pod. But there is one major difference. I stay relevant. And you are trying to regain relevancy. Brittany Savage, you want to talk about how I'm living that Carolina life? You're not just going to act like that I'm that dude going up to Geo's Pizza to grab a slice. You're not just going to act like that I'm that dude that busted his ass on Market Incorporated for eight years. You are not just going to act like that I'm that kid waiting for the weekend to go to the Deer Park Community Center, the NYWC Sportatorium, 435 Brook Avenue. I may live in a different state. I may live in a different city. But right here, I'm LA and I'm New York to death. And when I went to that NYWC Sportatorium, I didn't see sports entertainment. I saw professional wrestling. I saw people like yourself, Brittany Savage, take on the likes of the Black Rose and Nikki Adams. I saw people like Mason Rage, Dickie Rods, Brian Myers and Brett Matthews, better known as Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. I saw people like Rob Echoes, Robbie E., Robert Stone, whatever the hell you want to call him. I saw people like Willow Nightingale. I saw people like Deanna Perrazzo. I saw people like the Greek God, Papa Don. I saw people like Flawless Blake Morris. I saw legends like Mikey Whitbreck, Tommy Dreamer, Jerry Lynn. I saw people like Alex Reynolds and John Silver who were doing their thing and killing it on AEW and All Elite Wrestling as a part of the Dark Order. I saw people like Leo Blackstone, better known as Alex Coughlin, rising the rights of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The list goes on and on. But I can't forget about the managers. I'm talking about people like Prince Charles, John the Short Thing Shane, and Crusher Dugan. A man who was trained at the Malenko Wrestling Academy. A man who was a mentor. A man who was a friend. 
And a man who was like a father. He treated each and every one of his students like his own kids. And he is missed greatly. Crusher, thank you for believing in me. Your words are telling me, Mike, I swear, you, you, I can, you gotta be an announcer. You gotta be in a company. You just keep doing what you're doing, Mike. Those words always live for, with me. And I thank you. You know, when I was 10 years old, in RCK cafeteria, wearing my Hardy Boys Live for the Moment t-shirt, kids would come up to me and they would say, Mike, why do you watch wrestling? Why do you like wrestling? You know what's fake, right? You know what's fake, right? Well, you want to know what's really real? Wrestling saved my life. Wrestling was my escape. Wrestling was my outlet. When my world was crumbling down at the seams. When mommy and daddy were fighting. When mommy and daddy were separated, professional wrestling was there for me. And you want to know what's really real? Those kids that would mock me, tease me for liking professional wrestling. Three things happened to those kids. Number one, they went to jail. Number two, they died. Or number three, they faded into irrelevancy. While I'm sitting here. With a smile on my face. I am not that 10 year old little boy anymore. I am a 28 year old man. And this man is standing on his own two feet. You say that you're classy, bougie, not ratchet. Well I'm cocked, locked, and ready to rock. So take your best shot. Brittany Savage, I knew your resume while all these other fools were playing catch up. I may be a man of tact, and I may just be a little bit out of whack, but rest assured, when this camera comes on and my face graces your screens, you know what time it is, and you don't even need to be wearing a watch. I may not be promo champion. I may not be knowledge champion, but there is one championship synonymous with me, and that is the Grand Slam Championship. I knock it out of the park while all my other opponents strike out. Hell, they struck out worse than Josh Madison's attempt at a professional wrestling career. Hey, Madison, that reign didn't last very long, did it? I don't care. That you were in WSU. I don't care that you were a part of Shine. I don't care that you were in the MIWC. And I don't care that you wrestled Death Phoenix in WWE. Brittany Savage, when you grace the shores of Max Wrestling, you're in my house. It is not I who should want to face you. It is you who should want to face me. There are people in this world that know they are special. And then there are people in this world that think they are special. And when you pull back the layers and reveal your true form... You're not special. You're just a girl named Brittany. You were just a product of the Northeast Independent Wrestling Circuit, and you watched all those products pass you by. You are just a chick who played Mean Girl for over 10 years. Me? I'm the star in the sky that shines the brightest. I am beyond anything on this planet, this galaxy, and in this universe. I am special. Brittany Savage, you want to talk about how you notice everything? Well, I notice things too. Each and every time we do the Pop Culture History Podcast, you promote your YouTube channel, The Brittany Savage Show, and you want each and everybody to follow you on your journey. You see, journeys, journeys define us. Journeys show us where we are going to go in this thing that we call life. Journeys are a trip. Take this ride with me, girl.
journey is defined as an act of traveling from one place to another. Life, we are defined by our choices. We can go down one road, which will lead us towards succession, glory, and triumph. Or we can go down another road, which will lead us towards heartbreak and heartache. You make the decision. Journeys are filled with twists, turns, detours, and dead ends. You ever come across someone once in a while who you shouldn't have fucked with? That's me. I'm your dead end, Brittany. The end is the beginning. The beginning is the end. Journey's end. Journey's begin. The end. Now, I believe it is time for the Phoenix to bid us adieu because now we're going to get into Impact and last night's Wednesday Night War. So before you go, Phoenix, of course, we will see you at the Maxis. Maybe maybe again before then. I mean, we've still got the 300 episodes to come as well. Uh, where can people yeah. find you? Well, you can find me at the Phoenix 626 on a very rare occasion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the last time you tweeted. No, me neither. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember the last time I went on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, uh, any last words for Alex before you go? Keep the title warm for me. It's coming home. All right, looking to By become... the way, really quickly, I, I apologize for interrupting here, but do you realize the interesting factoid and the historicness that is now regarding that knowledge championship? I do. I know what you're going to say. Okay. Well, this is the first time outside the Max Wrestling and RWT auspices that we have the knowledge champion that is from a different podcast, and that's oh, yeah. outside of Max. I thought you were going to say the connection with Phoenix because um, the Maxis is where he won the title for the first time last year. Is this true? Okay, um, so we will see you very soon, Phoenix. Like I said, the 300th episode is coming up. I'm assuming you're going to be there. Yeah, I can make uh, It's history. Yeah, I can jump <laughs> yes. on. All right, um, again... I would say best of luck, but I don't want you to take my predictions title, so best of luck for Survivor Series on Sunday, and we will see you soon. Say again? Okay, I'll say it. Best of luck for Sunday at Survivor Series, right. and we will see you soon. Yeah, you sure will. See. That is absolutely a Wrexham goodbye. Ta-da. <laughs> Um, okay, on to Impact. Um, we came off of Turning Point, which, I don't know, for me it just felt like another episode of Impact. It didn't really feel like a pay-per-view. Um, so we kicked off with a rematch for some for reasons between Moose and Willie Mack, and Moose just destroys Willie Mack again. Molly Wap. Me Molly Wap, Willie Mack. Uh, and of course, seems to be setting his sights on Rich Swan. So I think he's realised now that the TNA title doesn't mean a damn thing. 
Rizwan, I'm coming for you because Moose has got that list too. Rizwan, are you watching this? Are you watching this? Yeah, Moose's vocabulary is lisps and son of a bitch. Yep, that's all he said. <laughs> he yelled, son of a yeah, bitch, about... and then, yes. <laughs> that's about right, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, mean, I mean, poor Willie Mac. I mean, he really did get mollywhopped this week. That he did. Um, in Tommy Dreamer's investigation into who shot Bravo, the the Dinos point the finger at Swinger because at uh, turning point, I think it was the was it no it was last week on Impact, uh, they discovered Swinger's gun in his locker room. Swinger's got a gun. Bow, bow, bow. Swinger's got a gun. And <laughs> so later on, of course, uh, Dreamer calls uh, Swinger into the interrogation room. And it was just Swinger sees no big deal about having a gun in his fanny pack. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I got a gun, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I got a gun, daddy. I got all the gimmicks. Uh, so, I mean, for for Dreamer, that's enough evidence to take Swinger to Wrestler's Court next week. Next week. Oh, Lord. Swinger, we're going to Wrestler's Court. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it wasn't Impact, these... Investigation segments would be awful, but you can kind of give him a pass because it's impact, and it's 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 like it's so bad it's good, almost kinda. <laughs> um, but as in all murder mysteries, it's never the first suspect, so obviously it's not going to be Swinger. You watch, you watch him say it's like a water pistol or or a prop. Well, a BB gun. Yeah, a BB gun. Even though those things fucking hurt if you're close enough. Yeah. Oh my god, I shot my eye out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, suicide wrestled Come on. Geo for about 30 seconds before Eric Young and Joe Doring attack. I'm looking at Geo and I'm like, all right, he's only got one name, you skinny bastard. And then here comes friggin' Joe Doring coming out and absolutely sit out, powerbomb. Just absolutely tearing these guys apart, and I'm like, oh, oh what a him. rough night! At the- Molly Watt, but what a rough night at the office, man. That's a big boy, crossbody, sit out, powerbomb, hello. Yeah, uh, Doran of course made his debut at Turning Points. Um, he's Eric Young's new sidekick. Not entirely sure what the agenda is. I mean, they're just beating up everybody. I know. I mean, apparently this dude's from all Japan, has a very big following in all Japan pro wrestling. Now, here he is on Impact. Apparently he was in Impact before. But looking at his Impact record, I think he only did, like, enhancement matches. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say I've never heard of him. And they were, yeah, I mean, they were acting like sanity. he was just this big signing. New, san- new Sanity group. Yeah. <laughs> that could work and, like, actually put him on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the plus. They're actually on TV. Uh, well, later on, they beat down Rhino backstage, and well, seemingly went after Heath as well. They just closed the door behind them, and we didn't see what happened afterwards. Uh, I mean, poor Heath. Yep. He's trying to get healthy so he can sign his damn contract. He's got kids. He's got twenty-seven kids. Exactly. I thought it was thirty-four kids. <laughs> oh, maybe he's had some more since then. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Diana Perazzo reclaimed the knockout championship at turning point, and as she's celebrating her win backstage, the light well, the lights didn't flicker, it was some kind of weird, trippy screen effect, and then uh, a message was left in either lipstick or blood on the mirror from, we assume, Sue Young. I can't wait. I'll be honest with you, I've really been enjoying what she's been doing with Diana. They had a great no DQ match. And for me, it's one of those things where she you could tell she's probably going to screw Diana and Kimberly or do something to fuck up their uh, chances of becoming knockout stag champ. Oh, are they in the tournament? Yes, they are. Oh, okay. I believe so. I mean, we've got newcomers like Team C-Star with Ashley Vox and Delmi, who are a hell of a tag team. And yeah. then we also have people like, you know, Killer Kelly and Renee Michelle. Sorry, Travis. But Killer Kelly. Is, you know what? I never I remember her name, so I just keep calling her Mrs. Maverick. Okay. Here's the thing about Renee Michelle. Her tenure in the WWE. I mean, she got to wrestle on Raw, yes, with, with her husband. But she was in the Mae Young Classic and lost to Candice LeRae in her first match right there, right? So she's done a lot on the independent scene. And, she's and of course, LFC. But she's also, you know, done a lot of work. And I believe she's trained with Dwayne Gill, a.k.a. Gilbert. <laughs> and she's done a lot of great work. Kill, I know. Killer Kelly was in NXT UK. She left earlier this year. She had that great match with Mako Satomura from the Mae Young Classic. She was doing her thing on NXT UK. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good thing. It's a nice little mesh between those two. Obviously, I don't see them winning because I believe they're taking on uh, – oh, my goodness, who are they taking on in the uh, in the tournament? I know Havoc and Nevea won, but I forgot who the hell they're taking on. But I think they're going to lose and they're going to eat the pen. Renee's going to eat the pen in that match. Yeah, well um... – Oh, you mean next week it's uh, Jordan Grace and her mystery partner. They're facing Killer Kelly and Mrs. Maverick. Do you know who I think it is? I can't think of anybody. Okay. She said, you know, she was talking about retirement. You know, I know you're retired, oh, but I can't. I'm, I'm, well, if not Gail Kim, you know who would be a nice surprise? No, who else is retired? Jazz. Eh. Eh. <laughs> oh, no, I've never been a fan of Jazz. You've never enjoyed jazz with Rodney Mack, the bitch's back playing? Nah. No? Nah. And her bald head? Nah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like climactic on like, jazz. You get no love. Dazzy Dangerously, you're challenging your inner Faith Evans. You get no love from me for well, jazz. Like, um, no love. I, I only saw a little bit of ECW when I was a kid as well uh, because it wasn't that widely available in the UK, believe it or not. Uh... You know, WWE and, well, wrestling wasn't this global thing that it is today. Uh, so yep. when she debuted in WWE, I was like, who the fuck is this? Because everybody's who like, the? oh my god, it's Jazz. I'm like, who? Wait a minute, hold on. You pulled the Travis. What the hell was that? <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> the hell is that? Uh, yeah, I would prefer Gail Kim, to be honest. Me too. Me too. But... You know what it is, too? And I like that. And I think they would have a nice mesh as well with Gail Kim. And Jordan Grace also is a killer. But, yeah, no, let's uh, – I'd be interested if it was more Gail Kim, too. But Jazz came up because I know she recently retired. And I know – I remember, like, when she was doing, like, the AEW stuff, like, very quickly. Yeah. I do remember her saying in an interview that she did have interest in doing an, uh, a little run with Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as it's well, not – You know who else is retired? Thing. Who's that? Who's also an impact, I would say, legend, Velvet Sky. Okay. All right. Let the, pigeons, let the pigeons loose to 
to quote uh, Taz. Absolutely. Um, damn right. So most of the stuff on Impact happened backstage this weekend. We had two random matches between Brian Myers defeating Crazy Steve and Hernandez defeating Falabar. Uh, but <laughs> I love this segment backstage. Scott Demore kind of plants the idea in TJ, TJP's head that nobody with the name TJP can challenge Rohit. Anybody Come else, on, any man. other name, any other gimmick. <laughs> I love how Scott Demore kind of manipulates people into doing good things. Like he, I know, he right? says he, he he gives you an idea without saying too much, but he makes it very obvious. For me, I also look at it like I'd love to see him come back as manic. Yeah. Just because. Well, I mean, he and can, you know what? Also, do suicide because suicide's already been played by somebody else now. Exactly. And well, we've it, had... But at the same time, it's not the first time somebody stole the suit. Well, yeah, that's true. And that's a nice segue because um, Demora also said, I miss the Austin Aries days. No, Scott, you really don't. No, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That vegan motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I hate him. And before, I hate before him. we get attacked, it's, it's not the fact that he's vegan. It's just the fact he's an asshole about it. Yes, I know, but and I have no problem with vegans either. But when you constantly push the agenda of the vegan, it, it, uh, you yeah. know what it is? It's Allie, and I love Allie to death, but she's like that too on Twitter sometimes with her veganism. Yeah, you want to eat avocado? Go ahead. Leave me with my Mackies. I would like to enjoy my steak. Thank you very much. Yeah, steaks and weeds, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, Ethan Page demanded a rematch against the Good Brothers. And then we got another tease now because the Good Brothers um, say he has to defeat a phenomenal opponent first. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's no chance in hell. Um, so I can't really imagine who they'd be teasing if it's not AJ. Like, they really emphasize the name phenomenal as well. So all signs point towards AJ Styles, but it's not going to be AJ Styles. Well, they're going to get some skinny jabroni that looks like AJ Styles. <laughs> Spoggle. Oh. God. Mini AJ. <laughs> well, mini year AJ. <laughs> uh, and finally, in the main event, the Radicals bid farewell to Impact as Rich Swan and Trey defeat Dez and Wentz. Um, it's been bugging me all week how literally everybody is so excited for the Radicals to go to WWE. Why? Have you not seen how WWE treats people from Impact? With the exception so, of AJ? You want me to take a guess as to why they're excited? Because he's stupid? Well, Cruiserweight, a title in NXT, or they can be in the tag team team for NXT. Yeah, if they go to NXT, great, but... There's a, they're not going to be in NXT forever, and they're going to drown on the main roster. Put them that... with Riddle. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the treehouse, bro. You lost the treehouse. <laughs> I got the greenhouse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was a nice match. Um, It was a nice farewell for the Radicals, but then all four are attacked by, again... Eric Young and Dorian backstage. All right, so this is driving me insane. Is it radicals or rascals? The rascals. Ras- where the hell did I get that's... radicals from? That's fucking <laughs> Eddie Guerrero and Benoit and Malenko. 
I was about to say, we're talking about Saturn Malenko and Benoit here. Yeah, I'm sorry, Des, but you've been saying no, that I'm... for weeks, and I just want to keep my mouth shut. Have but really? I'm like, not yeah. <laughs> Des is having flashbacks to 2000. Yeah, only it, it, it was 15 years this week for Eddie. Yes, God rest his. My bad, the rascals. My bad. <laughs> Just sounded like Brodus Clay there. My bad. The rest uh, yeah, was my I've bad. been apparently I've been pulling a Mike Adamley for weeks. <laughs> it's, it's Jeff Harvey. Harvey. Go Jeff Harvey. <laughs> You're making me crazy, Kofi. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that dude too because him and I have something in common. We're both epileptics, but holy hell, man, Jamaican me crazy, Kofi. <laughs> See, this is the I, real I reason Moses have... doesn't want to talk impact. Uh, I, I, have the radicals. Original. I have another Adam the original. I have another Adam the original. He sucked. He was, you know what the problem is? He was great on American Gladiators, but when he came to WWE, he absolutely sucked. Yeah. Have you ever seen his run on American Gladiators? No, but I can believe it. <laughs> great. No, it was great. I think he was on when uh, Rico was on that episode of American Gladiators. Yeah, I didn't see any of it. Okay, well, you got to look it up. Rico on American Gladiators. I, uh, I barely watched the reboot of the UK version with Magnus. Magnus! When he was... Oh, crap. What was his name? Oh, I, I know. He, I forgot his name. He too. had like a gladiator gimmick. Oh, well, he was Brutus Magnus. Yes, but, Brutus I mean, Magnus. Wait, but here's wait, no, the thing. That, that, that wasn't his name in Gladiators. Let me check it. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, man, that was like one of the reasons why he got hired because Dixie Carter saw him in a magazine and, you know, she was sweating and, you know, getting wet with all this. And then, bada boom, here comes Brutus Magnus on our TV, you know? That was one of the reasons he got hired. He was oblivion. Yes. That was one of the reasons why he got hired because Dixie Carter saw him in the magazine. I mean, mean, he did kind of stand out a little bit from what I did see of it, but it just wasn't the same as the original series. Of course, but when he first came in, he was that gladiator gimmick, and it didn't get over. It wasn't until he got into the British Invasion when he really got over. The British Invasion was cool. It was. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Evolution of Pro Wrestling. Woo! I'm Lewis, and this is Jay. Who made a bigger impact? Stone Cold Steve Austin? Or The Rock? Shawn Michaels? Or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is a, a crazy topic. And we got an exciting topic for you tonight. Who's better in which era? CM Punk or Bret Hart? WrestleMania. Holy cow. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the best and most shocking moments in SummerSlam history. Thursday, which means last night was another installment in the Wednesday Night War. So let's talk Dynamite first. I mean, actually, for me, both shows were pretty eventful last night. Um, there were there was sneak attacks everywhere on both shows last night. It was the it was the night of sneak attacks. So on Dynamite, uh, we kicked off with the Young Bucks defeating Top Flight, making their debut. 
Very impressive young tag team. I don't know if anybody's heard of him. Mike, you've heard of everybody. To be honest, this was my first encounter with them, but yeah. I thought they were... I did see the highlights. I'll be honest, I did see that one. I thought they were talented. I mean, I, I like the fact that they're bringing in new teams. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'd rather watch them than friggin' Everrise on NXT. because oh, yeah. Walmart Young Bucks. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, very good. They're, they're only 19 and 21. Uh, so, yeah, I look forward to seeing them again. They're youngins, Dazzy. They're youngins. They're, they're young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> They've been uh, all over. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, f- <laughs> the Inner Circle hit Vegas this week. Uh, the first segment was great, where uh, MJF and Jericho were fighting over what to drink at the bar before Jericho sets the bar with Everclear. I'm just disappointed not neither one of them at any point suggested whiskey. <laughs> they they went moonshine, vodka, rum. Neither of them said whiskey. Um, so Everclear is apparently very dangerous. I can't say I've ever come across it. You it's, don't. It's like, it's like high, high 90s percentage. Oh god, it, it's horrible! <laughs> so, Absolutely yeah. the worst alcoholic <laughs> beverage you can ever get. Well, they both take a shot and then just kind of <laughs> holy shit! Uh, and from there on, it, things just get a little bit chaotic. Um, I think there's a bit where there's pole dancers. And then there's a scene of them walking down the street in slow motion and Jericho's just drunk as hell stumbling down the road. <laughs> um, to be continued later on in the night. Uh, Kip Sabian went one-on-one with Orange Cassidy and during the match, Penelope Ford is a little bit confused as Orange Cassidy high-fives her. <laughs> like, literally, he just double high-fives her, gets back in the ring, and she's just stood there like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Well, if Orange Cassidy gives you a high five, don't you take a high five from Orange Cassidy? Well, I mean, you should be honored he took his hands out of his pockets. Hands yeah. out his pockets. Um, but he did get the uh, win, and then is immediately attacked by Miro, who just molly him with a running clothesline and then leaps out of the ring as the best friends come to the rescue. Can I just say I don't give a rat's ass about Miro? He, he hasn't had the best start, has he? Nope. nope. It's such a shame because there was a lot of high hopes for him. Um, well, it was doing this bullshit gaming thing because all he does is play games on his Twitch, I and mean, it doesn't make your dick itch anymore. But goddamn, man, I don't care about the it, fact uh, that he's... Hey, Twitch he, makes Vince's dick itch. That, oh, <laughs> that is, that is, oh, Especially OnlyFans, that's the last straw, man. Don't you, yeah, don't could, you be on Can we just say as well, we support unionization. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, Miro, I think, should have just been given the whole bruiser gimmick that he had when he was first on the main roster, the uh, the Bulgarian brute. Hey, he could go full NXT when he was there as Alexander Rusev and he had the freaking yeah. 2 by 4 for that. I, I just don't know what they were thinking putting him with Kip Sabian. They're gamers. Oh. We're on Twitch. We're gamers. Uh, We're gamers. Absolutely hate everything about it. Poor Miro. Miro? Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to him being in AEW if he would just change his style. Yeah. I don't like the the brute or 
anything like that. I, I just completely redo his entire style. I don't like it at all. The thing is, as well, he can be really funny as a babyface. Yeah, like, I can see that. Like when that god awful storyline was going on with Lashley and Lana, he was really yeah. funny. He was probably the only good part about it. Uh, now, we were supposed to get a contract signing between Kenny Omega and Moxley. Um, so as Kenny makes his way to the ring, we then uh, get a no-show from Moxley and find out he's been attacked backstage. But we don't know by who. And Kenny's just so, sort of laid back about the whole thing and just says, well, you're not getting away from it. I'm signing the contract anyway. By the way, some people have been saying him, some people have been saying Eddie, and some people have been saying Hangman. I would put money on it being Hangman. That's what I'm thinking, but I also have one other thing to say, man, that we are not just going to ignore. Congratulations to the lovely Miss Renee Young. Yeah. 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 Uh, Very casually mentioned there, Mr. Moxley. Well, they're more private about it, isn't it? Aren't they? They're more private about it. Uh, Mark just hates social media in general. So uh, That was... Hold on a minute, man. You better got, stop. Yes. When he was Dean Ambrose, they made me get a Twitter. So I got a Twitter. That was the best Twitter description and Twitter account ever. <laughs> they made me do this. And then, and then he never tweeted, so we just got taken over by the social media team anyway. Oh, my God. If anything, we should that take over the Phoenix's Twitter account. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I hate about WWE's Twitter because, and WWE, how they do it is because it's like, you have to be on Twitter. You do, you you must be on Twitter. What do you mean yeah. you're not on Twitter? You it's have to be on Twitter. Literally, just so that they can put the social media handle on the nameplate. It just, fuck off. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, so the match is set for December 2nd, and they've uh, kind of subtitled it Winter is Coming which I love obviously Game of Thrones reference uh, yeah so. yeah but I mean like I enjoyed the hell out of that I love Game of Thrones just as much as you do but I don't quite comprehend why well I mean December winter I guess I don't know yeah. <laughs> I don't know those uh, it, those three words in 2020 scared the living shit out of me yeah <laughs> Because we all know what the season finale is going to be. <laughs> Shit. We also know, thanks to the final season of Game of Thrones, that the White Walkers aren't that difficult to defeat, really. Yeah. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Um, okay. Next match was the return, well, ending return of Pack, as he goes one on one with Blade. Uh, with Eddie Kingston on commentary, of course. I'm so glad Pack is back. Yes. And Pack is back. back I mean, it, was a, it was a great match, but the ending of the match was even better. So after Pack yeah. wins with a shooting star press across the back and then immediately locking in the rings of Saturn, um, like, Pack try, he tries to address Eddie Kingston. He said about two words. And Eddie Kingston was brilliant because Pack was just like, Eddie Kingston, yes. And then just <laughs> just gets attacked uh, by Andy Williams. Uh, Phoenix tried to make the save but pays for it. Penta arrives with a chair and almost swings at Kingston. 
So uh, as the family scarp are out of the ring, we're left with the Death Triangle reunited. Thank God. Yeah, it's looking good. But yeah, now the question is, is Excalibur going to get involved like he was originally supposed to? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Scallywag is getting involved in Death Triangle. I'm all about it. Yeah, that, I mean, it was weird as well for Excalibur to get involved. I mean, even though we got Taz, who's uh, an occasional commentator, obviously started his own little faction. Isn't he like the permanent guy on Dark, though? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Um, but I mean, AEW have got like six commentators anyway. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know what? Now that you say it, I want to see, I want to see Jr. run a group. I want to see Jr. Oh yeah, the Slobberknockers. Either the Slobberknockers or like the Varsity Club. <laughs> oh, put a hangman with them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I loved Jr.'s interview with Hangman a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "I can see you got a bourbon there, and I'm guessing it's not your first one of the day." <laughs> <laughs> Jr. knows, baby. Jr. knows. <laughs> Uh, back, as Mike mentioned, backstage, um, Jade, what's her name, may have broken Brandy's arm with a chair. So. Well, she gave it the old pilmanizing, so it, that's what it looked like to me. I figured it was broke, too. Yeah, I love Swole getting in her face as well. Oh, yeah, she's all tiny compared to her. Like, whoa, 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 what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? And I'm like, hold on. Where were you, like, ten seconds ago? I think I think the big in Big Swole's name is her mouth. Okay, okay, I could finally dig that because see nobody tells me nothing. I've been asking for months. Why the hell is her name Big Swole? She's neither big nor swole. Uh, Mike, I mean, you mentioned it first. Uh, obviously, we're going to get a match now between Brandy and Jade. What's her name? Jade Cargo. I got to say one thing about this chick, man. Man. Girl's got finesse. She's got that fitness theory. You know what I'm saying? But I also look at it from Big Swole's standpoint about the fact that this heifer right here, she's going at her. I got to say right now, man, just put the three of them in a verbal confrontation because it's ghetto fabulous vibes and I'm loving it. Heifer. Heifer. <laughs> yeah. Um, sticking with the women, uh, Serena Deeb defended the NWA Women's World Championship against Thunder Rosa. Um, random attack from Britt Baker on Rosa mid-match and it didn't really affect anything because the match carried on for like five more minutes uh, but Deeb finally retained and like for some reason Britt Baker just went back over the barricade for the rest of the match so she was stood there at ringside and Rosa just goes right up to her, punches her in the face, drags her over and starts beating her down what the... Like, why would you attack somebody in a match and then just go back into the crowd and watch the My rest of the match? My guess has a doctorate in something, and you know these doctors, they got to stick together. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, my my whole thing, and I've been asking for a while, maybe maybe even travel, jump on the bandwagon with me, is why in the hell isn't Britt Baker in the title scene? And now not the NWA title scene. I'm talking the AEW title, women title scene. Yeah, I think she was going to be before she got injured. I mean, I I had heard she's not like 100% cleared yet, but I don't, you know, there's no, there's no like 
proof behind it. Yeah. But I'm like tear knee or something, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. I think it was a ACL. Yeah, it's not exactly an easy ass injury to recover from. No, and she had so much momentum before that injury. Well, yeah, because she caught her footing with the promos and everything, so. And now just randomly attacking, of all people, Thunder Rosa, which, I mean, I can understand because I guess Thunder Rosa's signed to AEW now. At least that's under the impression I have. It seems so. so. So then that way you have, you know, another established star working with Rosa right off the bat rather than because it was uh, Akara Shida. Now it's, you know, Britt Baker. So I um, Whatever. As long as she's not chasing the NWA title, I'm good with that. Yeah, well, uh, tag team main event, uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks defeats the team of Cody Rhodes and Darby Allin. But the big news came at the end of the match where Cody and Darby are beat down by Cage and Ricky Starks. Out comes Will Hobbs with a chair and boom, heel turn. Heel turn from Big Will Haas. If I can. can y'all hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my... I got to say, Big Willie's really well, Big Willie style was all in it, man. And he turned that heel turn, man. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoyed him making all these saves as a baby face. I did too, but I kind of did see this like heel turn coming. So when I was like, when it happened, I'm like, ah, crap. Well, they really did it. Yeah. So I mean, like, well, Team Cat, Team Taz is uh stacking out now. I mean, he's got. Big muscular guys and Ricky Starks. <laughs> no socks, Ricky Starks. No socks, Ricky Starks, yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, I mean, first off, if if, if Hobbs and Cage is a ta- it turns into a tag team, I am not. I do not want that smoke <laughs> at all. Nope. Because uh, you got one dude who's going to fucking hit the ropes damn near like fucking Matt Jackson, but he's three times the size. And then you got the, oh, yeah, he's three times your size anyway, but he's just a regular old power guy that's fast as hell. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but this is what I feel like this is what you need in a tag team division. You need uh, a brute team. Uh, what is it? Uh, 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 a a Mingan Barbarian. A Haas team, a Ming and Barbarian. FTR. <laughs> that's the no, closest they have. Haas, but... well, I said that's the close they have right now. Yeah, that's about, yeah, about as close as they have. But that's more of a, like a technical tag team, which I still love. You can't hate on that. Yeah. Uh, so over in NXT, like we said, there was attacks all night um, on both shows last night. NXT kicked off with Gargano crashing uh, Ruff's celebration, and the rematch is immediately on. However, Damien Priest just punches Ruff to get Gargano DQ'd. Smart move. So, I want to know one thing, I mean, because I love that ending, but I want to know one thing about the opener. If I just want to stop a a random video package, I can just start screaming, hey, nobody wants to watch this crap, and they'll turn it off? Pretty much. Or, what or, the hell? You, or you yell monkeys in a truck. Monkeys in a truck. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try that while I'm on the Thunderdome. No, no, no. Stop this crap. I don't want to watch this crap. And let's see what they do if they don't. 
do nothing, then it doesn't it doesn't work for me, I guess. But oh yeah, that that punch was was pretty was pretty awesome. He, he looks at Leon like right at him. Sorry, kid. Bam. He's like, well, he's dead. I think I got like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, no, no, damn it. I was like, ah, oh, he screwed you. That was great. Yeah, and then, like, backstage, Ruff confronts Priest and just slaps him straight in the face. Slap the shit out of him. And then, this dude who's two feet shorter than this other fucking guy reached all the way up and slapped the Jesus out of him. Damien Priest didn't know how to react, but the best part of the segment was William Regal saying, you deserve that. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the disapproving dad. You deserve that, sunshine. (laughs) Tell him like it is. Uh, He's just been great. Yeah. So much love for William Regal. Regal's been great forever. Have you not yeah, listened to Well, I know, but it's picked back up over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He was a bit of time off. The fucking camera just like, oh, I fucking, you can call me on Skype. Catch me on at, at William Regal's. Or, no, no, no. It's got to be like a cool fucking, what is it, at Power Knuckle Hold? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the second match of the night didn't quite go as planned as Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes took on Dexter Loomis in a blindfold match. Um, Grimes just blindly attacks the referee, and then that, that's it. Really, the matches get thrown out. The hoods come off. They start brawling all over the arena, and Cameron escapes over the fence. This fucking guy tries to start the match with the blindfold off, and the ref's like, no, put it on. He's like, no, no, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> and to put it on, he's fucking feeling around like like uh uh what's the chick from like Daphne from no not Daphne the other broad Velma, Velma. from fucking yeah from Scooby Doo looking for her goddamn lost glasses. <laughs> <laughs> my glasses, my glasses. I can't see anything about my glasses. And then my whole thing is is like he's bouncing off the ropes. I'm like, okay, so you obviously know you're close to a corner, right? No, it, it doesn't take effect. But the second he he touches this scrawny man, not the guy, not this big, strong, muscular dude that is, you know, Dexter Loomis, and he just starts beating the shit out of his rep. And I'm like, okay, well, um, you're going to die. And then the thing that made this a little great, because I, I always shit all over Loomis, is this guy was tracking him with the fucking hood on. And I'm like, that's some creepy asshole shit right there. <laughs> Dex- Dexter Loomis is just world class with that gimmick. Oh, I love I it. Mean, like I said, I used to hate it. I'm starting to come around to it. As I think it's I I blame Cameron because he's just too damn good to ignore. It's all his fault. <laughs> Dexter Loomis better. Watchable, even. Yeah. Uh, well, after uh, the confrontation between Ruff and Priest, we then finally got the announcement that War Games is coming back. Thank you very much to Shotzi Blackheart. Thank God. <laughs> you gotta For yell, War Games you gotta yell. Shotzi. Both. What type of match? You gotta yell. <clears throat> War Games. 
Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, it's not official until William Regal does yell war games. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear him come out and yell war games. So it's like, I didn't hear shit. There's no official nothing. Uh, yeah, so until he does, we're just going to have to keep watching that promo with Shotzi, I guess. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean... I don't mind that Shotzi all day, every day. We'll, we'll do what we have to do, I guess. Um, right? Just sacrifice. Yeah, so following the obvious reveal that Ghostface was Indy, uh, Candice and Indy Hartwell get a win over Casey and Caden. I mean, poor Casey and Caden can't seem to get a win. No. They're just happy and to I... be there. <laughs> yeah, just happy to be there. Participation trophies. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that's what we need to be doing right now with this fucking that, women's division. That just... and TikTok videos backstage. That's <laughs> funny with TikTok. The damn TikTok. Dude, I, I, I have, I've said this once or twice. I know there's other people that have said it a couple of times. Um... But in in all reality, I I really think that Casey Catanzaro could be like a Rey Mysterio type of person for for kids, someone for kids to really get behind. She's the same height as them. She looks just like them. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that she would be great for the kids. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised she wasn't taken straight to the main roster after her. Or a Rumble debut, and she just was so impressive. Yeah, well, it's a you know, she wasn't one of the ninjas. Yeah, the only ninja. Jordan was the big ass ninja. She's a little ass ninja. <laughs> the end. We go from the band to the land. The little ass ninja. Hell yeah. The band of the land. It sounds like a cool band name. It does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arturo Ruas uh, made his oh, return to NXT. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute, Dazzy Dangel. You put some respect on Arturo. Man, he's coming from Evolve. He's coming from Raw Underground. That dude's got the kicks. He's got the tricks. Arturo! I didn't disrespect him. I'm oh just saying, God. man. Put some respect on his name regardless. Arturo Ruas. not the yeah. man it is Arturo Ruiz because he is the black belt in every goddamn martial art there has ever been. Oh. And he is awesome. Um, God, so, right. I mean, so I guess it could be described as an upset, really, that Kushida got the win, even though Kushida's been on a roll lately. Well, uh, I guess. But, well, I mean, didn't uh, didn't uh, Ruiz get, like, destroyed in Raw Underground the last time we saw Yeah, by frickin' Braun. Exactly. Like, he had a really impressive debut on Raw Underground, and then Braun came into Raw Underground and just molly everybody. Yeah, because that's Molly. Braun. That's what killed they the said... whole idea, really. Raw Underground oh. sucked after Braun Strowman. Then they put him with, uh, what's-his-face? Uh, uh, who's, the, who's the big guy that was with Shane? I'm forgetting his name right now. I don't, I don't, I don't remember his, well, I can only pronounce his first name, Jordan. No, no not him, the other guy. Oh, uh, 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 That one guy. That one guy. <laughs> yeah, he got killed when Braun was in there and him and Dabakato. 
Yeah, that's when yeah, it got Yeah, Braun killed everybody. What the fuck? Because so it's Braun Strowman. The conversation Strowman, between Shane and Vince this? must be like, hey, Dad, you like my idea? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send in Braun to kill it. But, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, I need to make him look strong. You know, your thing sucks. He's going to go in there and kill everybody. You know, he just lost to the Fiend, so we got to make Braun look strong, so he's got to kill all these mofos. Yeah. Uh, now, we mentioned um, feeling bad for Caden and Casey for never really getting the win. Same really goes to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, really good team that can't pick up a W. I mean, I mean Dakota mainly because she's keeps she keeps getting these pushes and all this momentum, and then she just never wins matches. I don't she know. should have been women's champion by now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she should have been. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they're, 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 for some reason, they're extra hesitant. I mean, and she's it, been it injured once. They're willing to, they're willing to, to use her as, uh, what's the, how do I want to use this? As, like, a talent. Like, they really, they're willing to use talent. There you go. They're really to use her to enhance like her their champion, but not to become the champion. Yeah, she's a worker, but you're not what we want for champ, which is fine because she's champ. But yeah, there should have been a a little stopgap in between there with Dakota Kai's name on it. Yeah, I mean, especially when she got back up from Raquel, you'd think they you know put a title on her, but uh, Raquel well, hasn't really done much for her. I, I, yeah, I figured that that's the first thing they were going to do. They were going to do the whole, you know, uh, uh, HBK diesel thing. And it's like, okay, well, cool. This is, you know, if this is my guy or, you know, girl or whatever. It, yeah, if anything, since Raquel came in, she's had more of a push than Dakota. Yeah, seriously. Going in there beating the crap out of a lot of people. Oh, a lot of people. Uh, well, we get another attack after the match from Candice and Indy Hartwell. Um, so I guess we're setting up the women's war games. War games. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, oh. Timothy Thatcher went one on one with August Gray. Um. And obviously Thatcher gets the W. But after the match, he continues the assault. Before Tommaso Ciampa set his sights on him. So we're getting Ciampa Thatcher. First of all, I can't wait. And number two, August Gray, the former retro Anthony Green, who is on 205 Live now. Uh, I got to say something. I like Anthony Green's got the retro 80s thing now, August Gray. But I cannot wait for Champa and Thatcher. It's going to be good. It's going to be damn good. It was, it was just Thatcher's face. as well. like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> So I'm gonna twist your suit. Son or, of a or, bitch. Or, or, or he went all Brock and who's this motherfucker? There you go. <laughs> that's a big boy. Well, that, that still cracks me up to the thing. Paul, oh, yeah. that's a big boy. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> um, uh, so later on, I don't know. Who, I don't even know who Priest was coming to have a match with. But as he made his Priest. I was like, I, I was wondering too. I was like, did he have a match, or is he supposed to be having a match? Did he talk? Like, what the fuck? He's just walking to the ring. Yeah, he was in his gear and everything. Just okay. Um, 
So then afterwards, Ruff just tells Regal he uh, everyone sees him as a joke, so he's going to face both of them. He's a brave little lad. Yep. No. You know what's interesting about Leon Ruff? The fact that he slapped Damien Priest. Well, besides that, I got to say, I love oh, him. He's, he's dating the referee. Yes, he's dating Aja Pereira, the referee. Yeah, life's, life's good for him. Yeah, you go. You go, Leon Ruff. But no, I look at it from a stance of, this dude's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of potential. But yeah, man, North American champ slapping. He's got the moxie. Dare I say he's got the chutzpah to go at him like that. I can't wait. Man. Beg your pardon? The who what? The chutzpah. The chutzpah. <laughs> like a white people thing? <laughs> no, because I don't know what it is either. <laughs> okay. no, it's the chutzpah. It's a Jewish thing. He's got the chutzpah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Definitely don't know what that is. <laughs> well, you learned a new word today, the Hutzpah. <laughs> now, the main event left me kind of confused because they were advertising Finn Balor all night, and I'm like, okay, so we've got like 20 minutes left? What the fuck? Um, so Io Shirai, I guess, uh, retains the title against Rhea Ripley. Uh, as we said, it seems to be Rhea Ripley's farewell to NXT. Uh, they had a little embrace after the match. But sort of the match ends and it's like the top of the hour. And I'm like, the show is literally about to end. Where do... And then Finn Balor comes to the ring. I'm like, what? they don't have time for a segment. They said, fuck that five minute run up just so we can do this shit. Yeah, it was like, remember when Triple H was uh, on the Stone Cold podcast? He's like, you know what? I got some sway over here too. Let's go over time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he did. He was on uh, so yeah, uh, Finn Balor makes his return, um, and we were told that he was going to announce what's going to happen next, seeing as he obviously is still kind of injured. But he didn't even have time to do that, because he's interrupted by, I'm still calling him, the brand. The uh, so brand. Pat, Pat McAfee <laughs> talks his shit. Like, I kind of like that too. I love uh, Pete Dunne stopping him doing the Fandango. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah. And then Ballard surprises us with the return of Undisputed Era and all hell breaks loose. Should I hear that my bra was tro- broken in two in three places or something like that? <laughs> no, no, no. So it was broken in two places and I had three plates in my, in my tour. I'm like, what the fuck, what? There was something really interesting as well because people were, com- well, we're not complaining, but they commented on the fact during the night that um, Adam Cole was still streaming on Twitch. And it was like, okay, so Vince doesn't give a shit about NXT, but he's going to fire Zelina Vega. Um, I know, right? So now I kind of think that it was done deliberately to make you think that he wasn't going to be there. Selena Vega had an... Okay, I'm not like... Okay, let me let me start by... let me Before I say this, let me start by saying I am not in any way, shape, form, whatever, defending Vince McMahon. But she had an OnlyFans, okay... Which pretty much allowed her to show off her cosplay, whatever money he would make having her do regular photo shoots. But you know, more of stuff she likes. And from what I heard, she was making like more than what her fucking year contract was. Oh yeah, people will Just, pay shitloads on that site. So he was like, no, 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 no. You're not gonna like have two well-paying jobs because that's not okay. And then he fired her. So there you go. Now, now there's my 
is a burial. There it is. She she only set up an OnlyFans because he tried. Well, he wanted to take Twitch away. Yeah, that, and then on top of that, she's she's really into cosplay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's always posting cosplay pictures. That's um, okay. So she just kind of thought, I do this anyway. If he's not going to let me twitch, I may as well get paid for it. Exactly. Fuck you, Vince. Fucking Vince. How did Mike send me the day? That's but. The Hutzpah, man, the Hutzpah. The Hutzpah. I still don't know what it is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up after the show. I just sent it to the chat, you jackass. I know, but we're talking. I don't have time to read and research. You can look, you son of a... You can look, but you can't touch. Okay, um... We have one bout left on the show, so we want to thank you for joining us for Promo Series 5 Enemy Lines. We also would like to remind you to join us for a very special evening in two weeks as we celebrate our 300th episode on December 10th. Yes. Almost 300 weeks ago, a podcast was started by a guy from the town whose football club has now just been purchased by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McCallany. How you doing? Keep it moving. Oh, uh, no way. <laughs> you know what? He he, kind of uh, spruced up the previous owners. Which it was basically a fan-owned club. And he spruced everybody up by sending his gin to uh, the stadium's pub. So nice. free gin for everybody. Free gin. Actually, no, it wasn't free, but the proceeds went to charity, I think. It's like halfway there. It was gin. Yeah. Uh, okay, and our next special is in just five and a half weeks. For the first time ever, we present a special on its own day of the week. Sunday, December 27th, get ready for the fourth annual Maxis Awards. Voting opens this time next week for not only the best and worst of wrestling in 2020, but also a handful of special match wrestling matches as well, including both promo and knowledge championships. And as usual, in January, we present podcast Promo Rumble 6, uh, which is, if we don't count the maxis, technically the 30th promo special. We don't know the exact date yet because WWE haven't announced the date for the Royal Rumble. But uh, rest assured, on Rumble weekend... We will have all our championships on the line once again. And remember the Rumble tradition that the promo champion gets to select their own challenger. And here's the kicker for podcast promo Rumble 6. It's 80s night. Because everybody loves the 80s. Okay. That we do. <laughs> yeah. um, and speaking of the promo champion, it is one of the most anticipated promo title matches we've ever had. Can the Demoness go 5-0? and in title defenses, or is it finally time for King Mo to reign? Will Chris Chris Durham complete the perfect debut? And who the hell is under Alexander Rowan's mask? We're about to find out. Draw your pistols. It's time for the microphone standoff. Like a microphone standoff. Hello, mortals.
Satan's coming for you. Free for she's gonna take your head. <laughs> Hello, mortals. It is us. The champ, the one, the only, the demoness. <laughs> but I did not need to tell you our names. Not anymore. Ours is stuck in your head. The same as the face. <laughs> we are haunting each and every one of you. And for 200 days I have been the champ. <laughs> but does that matter? Not right now. Because I have three of you coming into the darkness to find us. <laughs> Which one of you three ants do we start with? <laughs> Moses Marquez, King Mo, you're not our king. I have slain you more than once. Doesn't make you a king. But I have become the one thing you eat, sleep, breathe and think about. <laughs> because you can't beat me. None of you can. So instead of being one-on-one, -on -one, well, in your case, Moses, you know how this all ended, and you know how it's died. <laughs> but I am so in your head. I have become your Achilles heel, because all you want is the gold, and I am the one demon stopping you from achieving that. And I am the one that makes your blood boil. <laughs> and I am the one that has brought out the anger, the tension, the fear. I am the one that's brought that out of you, Mr. Marquez. You do well to remember that. I'm going to curse you and make sure that everything I say will happen. <laughs> I was a demon you never should have messed with, Moses. But keep coming after us, my sweet. You still won't win the gold. But keep trying. <laughs> and then we have the new meat. The fresh blood. Hello, Chris. Moneymaker. That's a very peculiar name. Something we have learned about you, mortal, is that you like to carry back <laughs> Mortal, just a little word of advice. The collector tried to use a bat on us. Didn't end well for him, but now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different story now. But no weapon can kill us. We are immortal. It has been tried many times. But with you. You, my sweet, are a hiveling. You are a fan of someone we are. 
the rosemary. The actual demon. The demon assassin, the hiveling mother. But that still doesn't mean I'm not going to hurt you. You see, we have chains and we have axes. But as we've used the axe on Michael Larkin and he escaped us. How <laughs> wise, boy. <laughs> so there's nothing you can do. But you can try. That's all we ask, is that you try. Tell me, Chris, do you know what it feels like to run through hell? And see the fires blazing like never before? <laughs> you are going to find out very, very soon how dark I can go and how much I can harm you. Alexander. Guess what, mortals? I am Alexander. <laughs> no, I really am not. Because Alexander is a male. But I could have fooled you all with that. It's not that hard a task. But no, we are not the hacker. But I have been hiding behind him recently. <laughs> I'm going to smash your head against the keyboards, Alexander, until all of your teeth have gone. And then when I have finished doing that, I will remove your fingers. And you are going to do a big, big, big reveal. I do not care who you are. The ending will still stay the same. You will bleed like Moses, like Chris. You will die because everybody dies, no matter what way you look at it. You are little ants known as humans that run around all day long. And us demons watch you, but we're not actually hiding in the shadow. I do not need to hide in the shadow. I am full view for all of you to see. <laughs> Alexander, your last breath you will take, you all will be screaming the word, demoness, and we will have you all begging for your lives. I will drag you to hell. The hell mouth has already opened and it's already waiting for new souls. It is not over for us yet, mortals. But it is over for Moses Marquez, Alexander, and the money maker. All three of you will find your end. <laughs> Mortals, embrace the madness. Embrace the darkness. The black heart still rule and still will. See you in your nightmares, mortals.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the promo series main event is here. Fatal full way for the promo championship. You got your boy, Moneymaker Chris, decked out in my bull Jordan gear. When I put on the Jordan gear, you know I mean business. We also have Moses, the hacker, and the champ herself, the demoness. Let's start with you, Moses. See this here? I just left this trip. And I had a few words with the man upstairs. Said you should stick to what you know best. And that's parting Red Seas and all the biblical stuff. Because when it comes to cutting these promos, not the game, son. Then there's the hack. We don't know much about them. But we do know this. Your name is Alexander Rowan. As long as you roll, roll, roll your boat gently down the stream, you go half with somebody else's territory. Then there's the chain. The demoness. I've been waiting a long time face off against you. Over 200 days as the promo champion. Impressive. Very impressive. No doubt about that. Do you know why you held this title that long? Because you didn't have any real competition. Until the moneymaker showed up. Talk about the mortals. Get this demon character. You're playing this cute. Real, real cute. Cute. But I'm not scared. I'm not intimidated by any of that. That's the check Halloween is over. And the rain is champ is coming to an end. See, I had to take it back. Back to familiar territory. Ten years spent here becoming the man you see before you here today. You all better bring your A game. I'm definitely bringing mine. They're looking at the next promo champion. And I'm gonna take it to the streets. The streets of Washington, D.C. Our nation's capital, where it rightfully belongs. With that being said, Moneymaker Chris, the next promo champion, cashing out. surprised to see me back here again challenging for the promo championship if you are you shouldn't be but for the most of you I know you're not surprised the one surprising thing is is I took the advice of our current promo champion and I'm going a little dark 
This persona of mine, this form of mine was not meant to make a return. But you see, you have something that I want, something that I desire now. Something that I need. So I'm changing it up a little bit. But I will not ignore my opponent. So with that being said, Chris, welcome to the party. Unfortunately, your day at the party is coming on the day that I've decided to bring the biggest fight that I've ever brought. And in case you're curious of what it is you're looking at, just know they call me the Crippler. This is just one of those many forms that I spoke of. You may see them all. You may not. Only time will tell. You can say I uh, adapt to my competition. So I hope you're ready for everything and anything that I bring. But there is one other guy that I have to speak of. Hi, Alex. Now presenting King Mo the Second. Oh my, has the day come. Finally, we get to see that face that you've been hiding for so long. And whether you turn out to be Ymir or one of millions of names we've guessed over the weeks. Just know, you look a lot better with the mask on your face. Mystery is your thing, and you do it well. But promos, now that's something that I do well. As you see from the crown, king of the mic, all the way here. But I think after today, your biggest power goes away. You say you are just as strong, if not stronger, with your mask off. I call bullshit. And say your masks are your promos. But it's time to get back on track. El hombre, el mascarado, el general del dinero, el divino. Esta es mi pelea más de error hasta ahora. Por el no vino que a perder. Nuestro tiempo es ahora. Y es hora de un nuevo 
digestión. Damas y caballeros, prevente presentales. Soiwa wakashin ni kerabare nanai sorwari wartu ni norimas korn korn karta normiranales tente kerete arigato thanks for coming out gracias por venir i catch you around the bin
So, pop quiz. Who has been paying attention to all of Alexander Rowan's promos or videos that he's posted on the Facebook uh, group? None of you. So, I say that because of this. The red shirt was featured on a poster for one of our specials. The Halloween... The Halloween show. You all thought it was a mirror because of the cue cards. Did you not pay attention to the two damn pumpkins that were right there in front of your face? Last year, I did a pumpkin. This year, I did two because it was my second Halloween show. Also, the cue cards, not stolen from a mirror. It was to symbolize what I did last year when I went to AEW. When I went to a WWE pay-per-view, I held up signs. There was that clue right there in front of your face as well. I dropped hints in every single one of the promos that it was me. The first ever video that Alexander posted, it had him explaining why he was doing what he was doing. What he wanted to accomplish. And then it had like a little slideshow of everyone's picture. Even mine. Mine was even on it. And I was the only one with red X's. Well, because it was me. Um, what else am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. As you just saw, the name Alexander Rowan. It's an anagram for Walker Anderson. Who would have thought? Obviously, none of you. Um, what else was there? Oh, yeah, he's Alexander Rowan. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. You know what else is from Atlanta, Georgia? The Walking Dead. Where I kind of got my name? The Walker? Come on, people. You're better than this. Some of you are even like the knowledge, knowledge champion. You couldn't figure this out? okay I don't blame you but guess what there were two people two people from the beginning that knew it was me naturally of course if I'm wanting to accomplish something like this you gotta clear it up with the captain also the second person well if I'm gonna do something like this out of the spirit of competition Cleared it up with the champion. Nicola, the demoness, actually knew that it was me. Who would have thought? So, everybody thought this. Everybody thought that. And now that everyone knows it's me, they're probably going to get all pissed off. Because it is me. And apparently that's something I like to do is piss people off. It was not my intent. To piss anybody off or trick anyone or sabotage anyone. It was just, I love to entertain all of you. I've said it time after time again that I am the most passionate person when it comes to these promos. I'm probably the most passionate person about Max in general. I'm not the most, but I'm... I'm pretty much up.
I love magic, and I love the movie Now You See Me. I even used clips of the movie in one of my promos. What, what, what was it? What was it that they called him in the movie? Oh, yeah, that's right, the Four Horsemen. What we like to call ourselves, me, Moses, the captain, and Larkin. Well, it's okay if you didn't catch it. It's okay. Because if Moses is still up for it, he's supposed to be doing an interview where I go in full depth why I did it. But for now, Moses, Nikola, and Chris, it was a pleasure defeating all of you. And I am honored to become the next Max Wrestling Promo Champion. Have a nice day. I knew it was you, you fuckstick. I swear I've seen that shirt on you before, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and then by the way, you downplaying your own fucking like promo kind of gave it away, too. Very nice, Mr. Travis. Swear. It's way better than I did, and I'll tell you right now, I butchered the Japanese language. <laughs> can, can I say something to Travis purely because we need a new version of this soundbite? You shouldn't be here. <laughs> you don't deserve to be here. Okay, so all... Uh, yeah, we need a clip of Vince McMahon now saying it was me all along. <laughs> uh, well, the results of that epic battle will be revealed on Monday, so make sure you're in the Max Wrestling Facebook group to get the no the, the news hot off the press. Uh, and congratulations to uh, still our Nellis champion, Alex Dorio. And it is now time to bid y'all adieu. So before we go anyways, we're going to remind you to subscribe and like YouTube. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Castbox. Castbizz! <laughs> and now Anchor.fm. And if that wasn't enough, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Thank you as always to Andre Corbeil. Make sure you go subscribe to his channel. You can find me at the Captain Five One Two. You can find Travis at Walker underscore TA ninety two. And Twitch only makes Vince's dick itch. So don't be a wanker and join us on Anchor with Moses Marquez. Damn right. Uh, Going to be brutally honest, I have posted nothing thanks to the uh, overall task that is my fatal four-way. But uh, fear not. My notes are done. I just have to put uh, you know, my voice to the mic. So expect a lot this weekend considering that... Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving weekend, so we want to get a bunch of stuff out because I don't work on Thursdays. Are we working on Thursday? Well, technically, Max is at work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we just don't get paid for it. That's fine. I'll do a quick little this, eat all day long. I'm happy. And there's a reason we call him the podcast machine. Mike, who you been talking to? First and foremost, I apologize for coming on late here and oversleeping. And number two, yes, Brittany Savage, I will give you a part. So, yes. Mike did a Phoenix. <laughs> I did. I did. But, yes, and then Brittany Savage wants to do a part two, and I will give her a part two in due time. 
And also, I will just like to say, if you want to catch up on my work, you can follow me at SM Show One, MCL92, StevenMikeShow.com, SoundCloud.com, slash MCLarkin92. Latest episode of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance. Hold on, well, God damn it. Hold on. Mike's trying to do a world class fucking podcast with Sam fucking Roberts. You guys can check me out at SF Show 1 or MCL92 on the Twitter machine. StevenMikeShow.com, SoundCloud.com, slash MCLarkin92. The latest edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are for LFC is up now with my girl, Agatha Cannibal Carter. I've had on Sizzling Stan Styles to promote the intergender bonanza. I've had on Cindy Marachek, who is a fan of this show. Muay Thai fighter, retired Muay Thai fighter. It was a hell of an interview. Just doing what I do being the podcast machine and just doing what I do on the max wrestling podcast, doing what I do against the lovely miss Brittany Savage, doing what I do on max for the past four years, since I have been making my debut since promo series, it's good times. It's great memories. And I'm the here and I'm the now Kung Pao. Get me some chicken. Well, that's nice to meet fans. Hello, Cindy. Yes. All right. And with that, Hello. with that being said, join us. Next week, all the results <laughs> and the fallout, and that this year at the bottom line. Goodbye, Mwah. and good night. Bam. I'll come back next week. You hear? What the hell was that? Biscuits it was me all alone. <laughs>